Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese. And in this episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast, I'm going to tell you a story about my dog, Murphy, and it's totally relevant. So if you're like, wow, she's losing it now. We're talking about her dog. (laughs) Everything is related. I'm going to show you how this ties in to your business. Okay. So the title of this show is called, When You Know Better, You Do Better. You've heard that before from Maya Angelou, right? And so I want to share, I want to share an example from my dog, more, more so from me training my dog and what's happening in that front and how it relates to you. Okay. Back up. I always get rescue dogs, like unequivocally. That's I'm just, you know, I always get a rescue dog and invariably they come with stuff, right? They've got their issues. They're a little whatever. And, you know, in the past I've tried dog trainers And somehow I always end up with kind of nutty dogs. Now, one would say that I'm the common denominator, um, but it wasn't until I got the right level of support that I noticed something changing. Okay, back up. The dog I have now is named Murphy. Prior to, prior, about a year and a half ago, um, we had two dogs. I had Finley and Murphy. And Finley, she's my soulmate dog. Yeah, have you ever had that one where it's just very, they're like more special than any other pet or any, you know, sometimes human. Um, and Finley was wild. Finley's breed was what's called a Carolina dog, which meant she was a dingo. She was like an American dingo. So kind of like a wild dog. And I knew her background and I could say, oh, she was, you know, rescued. She was just wild. She wasn't socialized. And so what would happen is that she was super anxious. She was, she was high strung. Like you couldn't drive in the car if there was a dog by, she literally would just scream and go nuts. And so it wasn't fun. And because she was so anxious, she was really cuddly. She was always with us or connected. So on one hand, I love that part, right? She was mama's girl. Okay. So we had Finley and Murphy. Finley got killed. And when Finley got killed, I thought, I want to get another dog, a puppy, or maybe another dog. And Yeah, I don't want to bring them into this bad behavior because Murphy I got as a rescue dog when he was eight months. But then he just, he was like the the lowest common denominator was Finley's craziness. So he just got anxious and did all the things that Finley did. So I determined like, all right, that's it. I'm going to, I'm going to learn. So I spent a year on Instagram following amazing dog trainers and he got better, but he still was anxious. He's in fact, did y'all know the story? I broke my finger and had to have surgery and I mess. I was in therapy for seven months because 
I was walking him and he lunged at somebody, just ripped my hand apart. Yeah, that kind of anxious, right? Or that kind of whatever, protective, reactive. So let me fast forward. I'm going to go to Ireland. And I'm like, what the heck do I do with the dog? I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with him. I got to put him somewhere. I don't have anybody to watch him. So I found a board and train situation. The trainer's named Yoni. The place is called Balancing Paws. Uh, and I, you know, the, their stuff will be in the, if you're in Phoenix, if you want, it, it's fabulous. Anyway, so basically Yoni, the trainer, because I had a couple of sessions before, was like, yeah, no, you're not doing it right. <laughs> I kind of knew I wasn't doing it right, but here's what I was doing. And here's how it's related to you and your business. I was factoring in all the emotional pieces. I actually was making with, especially Finley, because Murphy's a way better behaved dog. With Finley, I was using her story. Like she was a wild dog. She wasn't socialized. Oh, she's just afraid. And instead of creating a context or an environment where I made her feel less anxious, like all the things I was doing, actually coddling her, snuggling her all the time, um, rewarding her, meaning like, oh, you're okay, Finley, don't you know what I mean? Like, I actually was making it worse. And I didn't even know, you know, again, and I had had dog trainers, but none of them used the right tools. And I'll show you what the tools are in a minute. So I'm with Murphy, bring him, to, bring him to Yoni. And the first thing he said, when we're, when we're training in the yard, he's like, stop talking to him and stop looking at him. And basically, you need to relax and just expect that he's going to be. And I'm just, I was just like, what? What? So there was a whole lot of pattern interruption, right? I was aware that I had, I set a limit in my head of what he was possible, what was possible for him. I used all the experience of my crazy previous nut job dogs to determine. And I had so much fear, like God, you know, because he would lunge at dogs and he was kind of reactive. And, and so I would go out of my way when I was walking to not ever be near you. And it was very stressful. And what I discovered is that I was bringing all of that to the mix. So here we have Yoni dog trainers, like uh, dog's fine, but you got to get your shit together. He didn't say those words, but that was kind of it. Right. So we come. So the first pass was you're going to stop doing all the things you're doing. You're not going to reward for his behavior. You're going to just do different things. Um, so the first pass was he put, he put on what is called a prong collar. And it just basically gives a little bit of just a like, Hey, stop. Like you can't pull, you can't jerk because a little prong collar is just going to put a little smidge of pressure on you. So I was like, wow, he's, he's okay. He's doing pretty good. And then we left for two and a half weeks to go to Ireland. So Murphy was 24 seven with Yoni and I came back to a brand new dog. Part of what he did is he understood that Murphy is high energy. So he put him on a treadmill every day. He got him socialized with other animals. And, and then he used, I'm going to show you this, he used what's called an e-collar or electronic electronic collar. And now in the old days, I would have been like, oh my God, those are horrible. They heard the dog. No, 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 they don't. Like if you turn this on, all it does, it goes, it like literally buzzes. It's, there's no pain. It's not like it's shocks. So the reason I'm talking about this is because these tools and my changing my 
mindset around what's possible for the dog have created a whole new thing. Like this is a dog I was terrified would, you know, rape and pill. It's not really, but he was, you know, when he's lunging at other dogs at the park, you know, again, I eight months, seven months of therapy because he lunged at somebody. I was, I was really, I had, I, I carried so much fear and I did not have an understanding what was possible for him. So the last group class I did with Yoni, there's like eight dogs, we're all in the backyard and Murphy's totally, you know, he's a little like, he's watching me, he's following me, he's doing all the things. So we're putting the dogs in place, which is like sit on the mat and we leave the dogs. And he says to me, drop the leash. And I look at him like with huge eyes, like what? And he goes, you have to trust your dog. See, he trusted the dog, two things, because he had the proper tools and was showing the dog how to do it right. He was showing the dog, no, this is what's expected of you. And he didn't factor in the history. He didn't care that Murphy's sister Finley died a year and a half ago and he got depressed and, and he, he like, did that matter? Yoni had a vision for what was possible for Murphy. I came in with history. I came in with not enough experience, the wrong tools, the wrong teachers and coaches, basically my dog trainers and my own stuff that allowed me to basically keep the dogs at their lowest common denominator. And I'm a freaking good dog mom. I mean, I really am like, but I didn't know better. Right. And so the application here, let me tell you. So we're at dog school. Murphy's in his, he, Murphy's on, Murphy's on his little placemat. And there's eight other dogs and he probably stayed put for 10 minutes because he was in a down stay. And then I called him and he came to me and he kept, I'm just like, who the hell is this dog? <laughs> it's been magnificent. And it really is about the proper tools. And it's about taking out the emotions and the negative expectations. And again, we all bring our stuff, right? I was I don't understand because I spent a bunch of money and a bunch of time with other trainers going, why can't you get my other dogs, Finley and the one before, (laughs) Kaylee? They're so wild because nobody ever basically said, this is the right tool. And more so, you need to be right. So the dog isn't reacting to you. And Yoni's kind of hardcore, you know, like when I dropped Murphy off for two and a half weeks, oh my God, I had visions of he's going to hate me. And, I mean, you know, and, and Yoni just meets me out in the front yard. He grabs a leash. He says, don't look at him. You're not going to hug him or say goodbye. Turn around and go to your car now. Because he didn't need like, oh my God, Murphy, I'm so like, he didn't need that. The dog didn't need that. The dog needed to know Oh, okay. Now I'm here for, oh, okay. He adapted. He did great, right? He looks so healthy. He's, oh my God, he's amazing. So why am I telling you the story about my crazy dogs? It's because a couple things. Number one, what's your story? Let's take you. Let's say you're the dog, right? What are the stories that you're caring about yourself? Your family's caring about you or your experiences have shown you? right? Like with Finley and my other dog, I literally was, oh, but this was the trauma in their past or, oh, this is why they're this way. 
And yeah, I mean, I talk about trauma all the time. I talk about what has happened to you. I talk about where you have come. I was a freaking therapist. Like I've lived this, right? But it's our stories and it's our self-talk that determine what we can achieve, who we become. Like Yoni looks at my dog and says, this is easy. Of course I can see. And I'm like, what? But he lunged. Like I, I was in freaking surgery because this dog, like what? Because Yoni was neutral. Yoni knows the power of what good tools, good training, consistency, repetition, and more importantly, training the freaking owner. (laughs) So if you're the owner of you and I'm going to be Yoni with all my tools, first thing I'm going to say is what's the story you're telling yourself and drop it, stop it and drop it. Right? So that's number one. Because when you work with me, you know, one of my, one of my gifts, one of my gifts, it really is kind of a cool, I love this gift about me. I can shamelessly say, I see you as God sees you. I see you through the eyes of love and possibility and potential. And yes, I can see the woundedness and the history and where things have been broken or where perhaps it hasn't worked. And I literally have said to see people like, God, I wish I could, I wish you could see through my eyes. I wish, I wish you could know the truth about you like I do. And so that makes me tear up. Whew. So number one, what are the stories or the references to your history that you have relied upon or has forged the identity of uh, well, that might not work, or but I need a special, oh, I don't know, right? That's number one. Number two, what tools have you gotten in place? You know, I had other dog trainers. I did not neglect my furry friends. I paid a lot of money and I tried really hard. And I I understand now there's two different camps of dog training, right? One is the force-free, one is the balanced. I'd really rather a balanced dog. Because seriously, when like I literally put this on my hand, I put it on the boys and I'm like, feel it. It literally is like, it's just a tiny bug. There's nothing shooting in their neck. There's no, there's no pain. It's just, it's just a pattern interrupt. It's just, hey, hey, attention here, attention here, attention here. That's all it is. But I never had a trainer that would do this. And I didn't know what was missing because I was, I was following the trainers that I followed and I thought they were really good. And, and maybe it's just me or maybe I just have like crazy nut job dogs, but I never got the result I wanted. And so sometimes it's literally getting the right tools and the tools that bring you back to the desired state, right? So again, I'm doing a lot of metaphor with dog training. If you just allow the dog to free roam, like, or like Finley, because she was the embodiment kind of a nut job that I adored. If I let Finley be in her anxious self, it actually makes her more anxious, right? Whereas if I'm with Murphy and he's, he's started to do a behavior that I don't want, it's undesirable. Maybe he's going to be pulling or, you know, lunging or whatever. I just do a little little buzz, he comes right back to me because 
that means like, I, I, dog owner Murphy, I'm in charge. You're okay. Like if you're out there thinking for yourself on your own, you know, all the things you're reacting to, there's a lot to get anxious about. But when you're just walking with me and when you're following what we're doing and we're connecting, what's to worry about? And I have to say, it is stunning. Like I would, I live near a golf course and I walk every day. Anytime anybody hit a ball, he was lunging. Anytime there was a bird, he was lunging. Like there's a lot that he had to be involved in. Like that's not an easygoing dog. That's a dog that's like, whoa, oh God. Like he's constantly responding to his environment. And I want you to ask yourself, is that you? Do Or can we put like... <laughs> Can we put the little metaphoric shock collar on you? It was like, zzz, focus, focus, focus. Now for me in a human, in a business perspective, that's boundaries. That is boundaries. Who do I let in? What do I put out? Meaning keep out. Where's my attention going? And who am I paying attention to? And it can be yourself, your higher self, your spirituality. It could be a coaching community. It could be a mentor. It could be whatever. But you gotta watch the like, well, what's over here? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, you don't want to be the crazy dog lunging at golfers. Again, I don't advocate, you know, putting putting the e-colors on you, but metaphorically, it's can we create a pattern interrupt? If your head is going, like if if your mind is running off, can you have a little like a little shock? Now, how would you do that, right? So one, one way could be you have a friend that is like, hey, do me a favor. If ever you hear me going down this road, don't indulge it. Like if I start talking about how I'm afraid this isn't going to work or how it never works, you know, I, and again, I don't mean you be like, you can't have, have feelings, but there are times when it's just like, you're not in your strength. You're not in your gifts, your greatness. You're just regurgitating, regurgitating. Now, you know, sometimes like, Let's say you launched something and it didn't work how you wanted it. It's okay for a while to say, God, let's, let's figure that out. Like I, I thought, thought I would get more income or I feel bad because I worked my ass off and, and I didn't get the, re- that's totally, that's not lunging at golf balls. That's being in your grown up self doing kind of um, a post-mortem about what worked, what didn't work, what I want. That's reasonable. But when it's, you have the looping thoughts and you're chasing things or lunging at things, that's when you need the container that's like, stop. Where's your focus? Where's your focus? Where's your focus? And you get to pick where that focus is. So I would encourage you to do that right now. Like, what keeps you centered? What keeps you in your soul, right? What keeps you like, oh, that's right that's the truth of me or, oh, that's my purpose. Oh, there's, there's my why. Anytime you can like reset that, it's like a little, little that is allowing you to return to the focus that will allow you to not jump around and be anxious, to be just like having fun. You know, like our walks are really different now with Murphy because in the old days I'm walking and he's sniffing every single tree he's doing he's <laughs> it was just <sighs> um not fun not fun you know I see a person or dog he'd pull it wasn't fun 
Nobody wanted to take him on a walk. It was like work. And now I control it. So we walk, he stays right next to me. We're walking, we're getting our thing. And then I'll say, Murphy free. And then he's like, oh, okay, cool. I get to go sniff here because dogs like to sniff, right? And then I'll give him a few seconds and I say back and he comes back. So he's very responsive and I still let him have those moments of freedom. So you still get to be goofy in your head. You still get to wander around and have all the things and something's bringing you back. So you don't have to worry like, oh my God, I've been obsessing about this forever or shoot, I've really, I've just lost this week because we want to create something whereby you go, wait, return to my focus. What am I focusing on? So I hope you've enjoyed this story. And, you know, as the title says, when you know better, you do better. So the most important thing about this story is to be gentle with yourself, right? I could have said, oh my God, why did you screw up Finley? And you, I'm like, you didn't know better. Like I, I, I did try, I did get the help. Wasn't, wasn't the right help and everything's perfect as it is, right? Everything is as it's supposed to be. And so if in listening to this, you are aware of like, Oh yeah, I I need <laughs> I need an electronic collar for myself. I need somebody like zip popping me occasionally to bring me back to focus. Now you can hire somebody to do that. You can invite your partner to do that. You can if you're you know if you catch it, you can do it yourself. So that's what I want. I want you to be gentle on yourself and say, okay, now I know better. Now I'm not going to be jumping around chasing the dogs and golf balls. Now I'm going to like okay, you get ten minutes of doing that. Come back come back. What do I want? All right. I hope this has been a fun episode to listen to. It's been really fun to share with you. And this is the work I do, right? You know, I am, <laughs> I am this, I am, you know, my clients used to call me mama T because and I, I would say like, okay, you know, you're freaking out at that moment. What would I have told you? And that was, that was one of the tools. They would sit there and they would just be, you know, maybe insecure or not knowing what to do or unsure of the next steps. And they'd say, what would Trace tell me? And they would get it, right? So for them, that was one way of returning to center, right? You can use me, you can use my Angelou, you can use Jesus, you can use anybody you want to say, what would they tell me? That's again, that's just one quick little tool. But if you want some support, I, this is the work I do. <laughs> so Sending you lots of love today. Thank you for listening. And I want to hear from you. What did you think of this episode? And tell me your dog stories. Better yet, send me a picture of your dog. All right. Lots of love. Bye. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode. And I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group and I'm super active in it. Each week we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot and I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Scali. Alrighty, peace and blessings. And I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.